Rise and shine. <laughs> oh my god. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> well, uh, if you're Rise a listener to uh, That's What Your 20s Are For or and or Stormy Jenner, then that's how you can wake up every morning from here on out. Um... Jenner? Is that the baby's last name? Stormy Jenner Travis Scott. Stormy <laughs> Scott? I think it's Scott. Stormy. Stormy. Oh my god. I love that you said Stormy Jenner Travis Scott. <laughs> like Travis was like her middle name. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Oh my god. Um, oh, that was funny. Oh so my god. So that's what our second episode is about. It's dissecting the Kardashian-Jenner clan. Oh god. Well, actually... Really great segue. We decided to start opening our podcast with our Megan Mel's top four tweets. Oh, of wait. The week. Hi, it's Megan. Oh, hi, it's Melanie. Thanks for coming back to episode two. Welcome. We're so excited that you're here. We tr- <laughs> like truly, we're actually very surprised by how many people have listened to this. Yeah, wow. And how oh many people gosh. have reached out and shared it on their stories and said that they actually liked yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Concept. Uh, we were not. <laughs> True. This is fun for us. We just get to, like, hang out and talk about stuff. So that was very nice. Thank you if you gave it a listen. Yeah. Um, Like and subscribe. So how we're starting now. Yeah, we're going to start out by reading our top four tweets of the week. So, Megan. Top two each. Top two each, yes. But, okay, Megan, do you want to start with yours? Yes. Okay. Start with, well, let's do one, 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 one. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we made it top four because we both could not decide between two. So the first one is, (laughs) the tweet says... (laughs) <laughs> the clear tweet, throat the tweet says someone how do you know this song me a gleek i'm a gleek i'm a gleek <laughs> is that niche we're not i don't sure. know if you guys got that yeah it's how do you know the song and it's amber riley from glee saying i'm a gleek and Which, if like, you watched glee truly you will never be able to listen to the song oh jump without thinking of the mattress commercial <laughs> from glee like that's just oh. that's just what it is so that was my First tweet. That was your first tweet. Okay. Mine, my first tweet says, I remember one time I got in a fight with the Girl Scouts of Americas on Twitter because I said they used child labor and cited Keebler elves as my source. That one was by Big Tucson Dad. Oh, yeah. I should give credit. The first one was mm-hmm. by Lope Vans. Lo <laughs> Pevins? Go follow them. Go follow them. Okay, what's your second tweet? My second tweet, and one that I truly <laughs> want to print out and hang above my bed, like blown up, is from Ultra Gloss. She says, I want to be Donna for Mamma Mia. Sexy, ages well, looks good in overalls, escaped all her problems by moving to a Greek island, conveys her emotions entirely through song. God, what a life. <laughs> in my time's apparel, uh, as I was telling Mel, I think, what would young Donna do? Yeah, that's a really good mindset to have. I love Mama It's Mia. useful. Okay, the final tweet of the week uh, comes from Schnitt Talk, which is actually Ellie Schnitt's podcast, so um, go listen to her if you haven't. And it says, me directly after a man buys me a drink at the bar, and then it is this clip of Kiki Palmer talking about um, Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. Is that who it is? <laughs> and this is the sound bite. Me directly after a man buys me a drink at the bar. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't... I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> Sorry to this man. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry to this man is the new soundtrack to my life. 
Um, we thought we would start with tweets. It was Mel's idea, but I think because we talk about it ourselves a lot in this podcast, and so we thought we would open with something funny, made us laugh this week, or yeah. touching. Who knows? Stay yeah, tuned. maybe we'll have wholesome tweets. Um, like dogs being reunited with their owners or something and in the future. we love Twitter. True. That is very true. We should create a Twitter for this yeah, podcast. Probably. Maybe you, a Facebook page. You too. could just take it over. You're tw- you tweet a lot. Like, your tweets are good. <laughs> you guys, I also... I don't know if I want to publicize this. I restarted my Harry Styles fan account. <laughs> Megan, Donovan. Look at my shirt. I'm so dis. I. I'm so disappointed. You guys, it was it was for your sake. I honestly. Whom? The sake of whom? All of you, because I was tweeting a lot about Harry on my <laughs> personal. <laughs> because so this is the first it? time he's been active since really since a lot of my friends have followed my personal Twitter and I was like, this is annoying. So I started my Harry Styles fan account again, which if you know me, my Twitter started as a Glee fan account and then a One Direction fan account and then it became a personal fan account. So I restarted the fan account um, separately because I didn't want to spam all of you guys, but I found that I've I haven't been using it that much because I think I've aged out of the like stand Twitter culture. I think that culture. that's probably a good thing. But I'm that's I'm glad I haven't you know? Just so, like, when something happens, I can just, but just do a little case. keyboard smash and then come back to it. Keyboard smash. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I was in ninth grade, I had a... I've also never admitted this publicly, but here we are. Do it. I had a Justin Bieber fan Twitter account, whatever you want to call it, um, and it amassed over a thousand followers. Oh, that's why my personal account has so many followers. It's because it was converted from the fan account. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, yeah. We, it does make I guess we, like, way. really could have been friends in ninth grade. We would have had rivalries with, like, our, our boys that we supported, but we could have been friends. I was friends with some believers. It was a good time. The one thing I must say, returning, <laughs> returning to my fan account. Oh, that's upsetting. Or, you know, returning to the fan account side of Twitter is, like, everyone is just so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just friends because you like the same thing. Yeah, that's, like... I guess that's really all it takes to unite people. I, I'm not as lonely now as I was in high school. So, so oh, I I'm, thought you were going to say, like, because of the fan Twitter. And I was like, Megan, that feels like a pretty no, dramatic statement I feel to like make. in high school I, like, really tweeted a lot, like, to these strangers on the internet. Like, I'm still friends with some of them to this day, which is wow. great. That's cool. It, it, we can talk about that sometime. <laughs> but um, now it's like, okay, I have a life. Like, I have work. I have That's good. Friends. Again, sign of growth. Sign of growth. You know what that is? Growth. <laughs> I thought you were going to say chef's kiss. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, should we get into the actual content of this podcast now that we've talked for six minutes and 55 seconds? We can make it seven minutes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Seven, seven minutes. minutes. Okay. <laughs> Topic this week. Life's little inconveniences. Specifically car troubles. Specifically car troubles. If you know either of us in real life, which you probably do, um, you know that we both have had a lot of car issues. So we're super excited. Yeah. This is like a fun one because it's kind of like we were talking about it before, a mix of a story time, kind of a situation, you know, if you're into YouTube, I don't know. Um, and you know, some life advice. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to entertain you with uh, um, the perils of our own lives. Yeah. The topic definitely is life's little inconveniences because we want to make this broad but in talking about what we were going to talk about we realized we've just had a lot of car issues and it's it, they're good examples to give awful times in our lives <laughs> oh just <laughs> atrocious 
Okay, so since the main thing we have to talk about is car troubles, we're just going to dive into... We're going to dive right into that. That's such a YouTuber thing to say. I know. I thought of um, Sarah Baska. Ooh, I'm about to dive in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I pulled out my You Are a Badass book. Most of you probably know it. It's If you know me, you know it. And if you're a millennial, you probably know it. It's the yellow one. <laughs> the, the yellow one. That you probably saw in people's... TM. Like stories a year ago. Um, I read this when I, so I was a camp counselor last summer, summer of 2018. I was in the wilderness for like 10 weeks. I lived outside. I didn't, I mean, I had my phone, but um, we can dive into camp stuff in another episode as well. <laughs> but I was a camp counselor. It was an amazing summer. And at the very beginning of the summer, before the kids even got there, we had our training week and we got our first four hour. Um, time off because you're basically working you are working 24 7 mm-hmm. um even during training week so it had been a long week and uh, I was with all these people I drove up the mountain not knowing anyone and I had met all these people just in the past few days so it was really amazing but really tiring we got our four days or four I wish four days, four hours <laughs> off, um, which is only enough really to drive into the little town near camp. So I, not everyone has a car. I had a car. So I volunteered to drive people into town so we could get food. So I drive us all in, we get food. It's great time to go back. Like everyone had a great time in town. Um, and at camp, I'd been reading this, you are a badass book and it talks a lot about a lot. It really, she's like weathered by the elements. She, I gave it to everyone. Okay. I, like if anyone was having a problem at camp, I was like, read it. <laughs> and then I gave it to like my, my mom, I think I've given it to a lot of people. So it is weathered and I love it. Yeah. This book but, looks um, like she's been through some, some things. It, uh, it talks about a lot, but one of the things it was talking about as I was reading it that week. I remember right before we went to have our time off was talking about life's little inconveniences basically and just how this is kind of the universe she doesn't get really religious but if you are religious you can think of the universe as god how the universe throws things at us to test us you know to see how we're going to react to them see how that's going to affect others and our lives and whatever else and you know if you just take these things in stride you know shit happens basically you're going to be so much better for it. First of all, because you're not dying stressed out about it. And second of all, because it's putting like good things into the world. Yeah. So go to get food. We're coming back. We have to kind of hustle back to camp just because it's a, it's a strict four hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're hustling back. And all of a sudden I start hearing like literally this, like, (laughs) like, I hate that a lot on my car. This Thudding. Oh, and I, was I like, did not know where that was going at all. <laughs> I totally lost what was happening in the story. No, you were like back at camp. <laughs> I thought it was like one of those like, what is it? Scene cars. It's like back at camp. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no, we are still <laughs> driving. <laughs> god that was funny anyways get back to your story now no anyways so so you hear this weird noise we'll call it a thud it's freaking me out so i stop the car i pull it over we're in the middle of like mountain wilderness truly the middle of nowhere mountain mountain wilderness there's nothing we've driven out of town going back to camp there's nothing there's no one Mm -hmm. pull over i don't see anything my car isn't telling me anything is wrong so i keep (laughs) going and the thudding comes back (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> you have my attention. I'm good. I've got it together. The thudding returns. The thudding returns. <laughs> Still driving. <laughs> and my friend was like, you know what? Let me look. Drive a little bit, and I'll check out what's happening. Like, drive slowly. Right. So just right. Don't just mind. speed away. <laughs> so I do that, and she's like, oh. Oh, no. I'm scared. Oh. She was like, there's like a... <laughs> There's like a thing in your tire. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's so descriptive, Megan's friend. Thank you. I was like, what are you talking about? I think I blacked out the rest because I, I, I'm going to say this every episode. I blacked out graduation. I blacked out this. It's all right. But, um, I was so confused. I get out of my car and there's literally like a crowbar, like this, it was, it wasn't even a crowbar. It was a miscellaneous piece of metal. (laughs) (laughs) Just Duck through my tire. Wait, what? So like, a, like you think a person did it? No, like I think there must have been something in the road that I didn't see. I don't uh, know why there was a piece of metal in the middle of the road in the middle of the mountain wilderness, but well, there was. The mountain wilderness? <laughs> You're saying that like it's a place. Like mountain comma wilderness. If you've ever been there, you would understand. That's very true. I have not been there. Um, That's but so weird. I must have run over it and it popped my tire and then was like oh. stuck in the tire and bent because it had been hitting the like wheel well. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and so oh, I'm no. like, what? We have to get back to camp. I don't know how to change a tire. Do I have a spare? I don't know how to, I don't know anything about cars. That's fair. And we're like trying to flag people down going back to camp and everyone's just like, ha ha, hey, like thinking. We're, like, oh, you're waving. like being funny. Yeah. yeah, no. Or just being like, oh, weird, whatever. Just driving mm-hmm. past. Thank God. Basically. Long story short, my friend Bravo, um, we had camp names. <laughs> That's his name, oh. Bravo. Oh, okay. Like he's, his, his Bravo, Bravo is to your Melody. Yes. Melody. Wow, I just said my own dead ass name. Um, oh, he God. knew how to change tire, helped me change it. We were good to go. But then it was still a little bit stressful because I had to figure out how to, you can't drive on a spare. Um, I had to figure out how to get a new tire and if they could patch that tire and thank God, like, through all of this, I know before I had read this book, I would have had a full-on breakdown. Like, oh my God, we have to get back to camp. I don't know. If, like, I would have totally freaked out and lost it. Yeah. And thankfully, it was a quick fix. It's a common thing and someone knew how to fix it. Mm-hmm. We can get into the... We will get into the deeper car stories <laughs> a little bit later. Ooh. But because I read this book and because I was like, you know what? Honestly, this is the universe testing me. It knows I read this book. It knows like I have some new knowledge and it's trying to see how I'm going to react to this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I go into things now, like today I had a freak out and I didn't remember this and I totally freaked out. <laughs> oh. But when I start having freakouts and I remember this and I'm like, okay, this is just like the universe testing me, seeing how I'm going to react. Like Let's put good things out there. It turns out fine because what ended up happening was obviously Bravo helped me. And then camp took my car to the shop in town for me to get the new tire patched up and just like took it out of my paycheck. It wasn't expensive at all. Got my car back to camp so I could use it the next time I had time off. It ended up being totally fine. Wow. And it was truly like the epitome of life's little inconveniences. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want a flat tire in the middle of mountain wilderness on the way back to camp. No, you don't. I had to call camp and tell them that I was going to be a little bit late because I was stranded. <laughs> I would hope they'd be understanding of the, that. Oh, they totally were. Okay, camp I was going to say. Camp is the best. Cold Arrow Camp. I love you. <laughs> um, but that was my first, like, taste of car troubles. Up oh. to then, I don't think I'd had anything. Thank God my car has treated me well. <laughs> um, we really got into it this semester, though, but... 
Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. But so that's my kind of lesson from that is just like, this shit is going to happen. Millions of people probably get flat tires every day and you move on from them. You just figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. Honestly, I feel like car troubles are one of the most irritating things to have. Yeah. Because once you have a car and it's yours, it's like the... They're the most inconvenient of the little inconveniences because you need the thing to get around and go places. And when you're used to being able to have that freedom and that accessibility, not having it is just like, oh my God, it makes you crazy. Yeah. You know? Um, Obviously, I've had my fair share of car troubles also. You've had some recent ones. I've had recent ones. I've had really serious ones. Um, So kind of my lesson that I took away from my car troubles is, okay, long story short, I had three different cars over the course of three years in college because I had two cars get hit by other people. Um, Mel's just reckless. And She's driving. Yeah, I just fucking run over whatever I want. And I've totaled a cup. No. Um, so both my, my first two cars were actually totaled because of other people. The first car was my freshman year. I had had the car for four months. It was my first car that was ever like my car and I loved it even though I called it the Fifty Shades of Grey car because it was a Hyundai Elantra that literally had 98 (laughs) different shades of grey in it. Like it was just the most grey car you've ever seen in your life. Um, And I actually got rear-ended on the freeway and like pushed through three lanes of rush hour traffic in Los Angeles which was super scary. And thank God nobody like T-boned us or anything, but the car, I had to, there was no median also where I got hit, so, or or no um, shoulder. Yeah. So we had to drive the car like fucked up until the next exit and like find a safe place to pull over. So it probably wouldn't have been totaled if we didn't have to do that. (laughs) Um, But by the time we got somewhere, we had pretty much like disaligned the entire axis and whatever, which is not really that fixable. Um, yeah, so that car was totaled and I had a rental car for a month my freshman year of college. I don't know why they gave me a rental car because I was 18 and I feel like you have to be 20, you have to be 25 to have a rental car, right? Yeah, you do, but I, I've had one too when I've had car issues and I mm-hmm. think it's, they just, I don't, they're just, yeah, they just handed me the keys, like yeah. no questions asked. They're I like, think there's exceptions. Okay. I was really shook about it. Like I honestly thought I broke the system and I was excited, but anyways, that was my first car, um, and what ended up happening was my mom had a friend who she'd, who she'd known since college who owns a Toyota dealership out here, and he heard about the situation, and him and my mom went way back, and so he ended up leasing me this Toyota Corolla. Um, it was like a sport special edition. It was like the cutest little car ever um, for almost nothing. Uh, And I had Lola, Lola the Corolla, for two years. And then that car got hit after I was part, I had just parked in front of my house junior year. And this kid came driving down the road and literally just hit my car while it was parked on the side of the road and flipped his own car over it. Um, And I was just standing on my front porch trying to find my key so I could go in my house. So I watched the whole thing happen. So that was super scary. Um, and definitely gave me like a lot of residual fear with cars. This is, I'll get to the good part, I promise. This is like the depressing part. Um, but like I had a couple of friends who would like make fun of me initially because for months after that, anytime I'd be in my car anywhere, like I wouldn't take my seatbelt off because I was like literally 10 seconds from being in the car and being hit. So I just like had a lot of 
weird, like, residual, um, like, anxiety from it. But because that car got hit, I was out of a car for a month again at school. And I had to Uber every day because I lived too far to, like, walk consistently. So if my roommates weren't around, I had to Uber. Thank God for Uber. Yeah. You know, it's not all bad. But so Uber saved my ass in that case. But because that happened, I ended up with the car I have now, which is a Jeep Wrangler and it is my freaking baby. And it was my dad's car and it was the car I learned how to drive in. And so I was really afraid to drive. I didn't get my license. I was almost 17 because I was so scared. Um, but I learned how to drive in this car and it made me feel so safe. And I'd always like wanted to have it out here, but like I grew up in Chicago. So that was like never a real possibility until it was like, well, you need a car, and my dad had just gotten a new car, so he was like, we only, we're gonna use this for the winter, so I ended up getting to have my baby, which was really exciting, um, and I kind of learned from that, like, the shittiness of that, A, shit happens, and you can, like, cry about it and complain about it and whatever, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like, it happened, so you kind of just have to reset your mindset and, and move on. Um, and try to figure out what you can do to make the best of a bad situation. Thank God, in, in my case, it wasn't, I was never hurt or anything. Yeah. Um, but sometimes things, shitty things happen to make room for even better things to come into your life. You know, sometimes you have to clear it out and like the bad helps you appreciate the good. And like, sounds weird, but every time I had a situation like this happen, it was frustrating because like I was never the one that caused it. So if I kept, going to this place of like I feel like this is happening to me and it's like well it's not it's not personal like the universe tests you like you just said um and these things happen every time every yeah they happen every day and every time it brought something even better into my life like it brought me my Corolla which I freaking loved and got amazing gas mileage and it I loved that car and I drove it everywhere um and it took me a lot of places and it got me where I needed to go and then when that phase was over, it brought me my new car, which I, it's not new. It's like, it's not new, but it was new to me in the moment and it's just a nice car and I love it and it makes me happy. And I get to like take my friends to the beach in it, which is a really surface level reason to say that, but it always brought something even better into my life. Um, and it taught me a lesson about like resilience and also just like how you react to the things that the obstacles that life puts in your path, because it's all about reaction i have the same car but i learned how to change tires so that's good (laughs) that is good i don't know how to do that it's easier than you well i know how to file an insurance claim (laughs) oh i do too believe Uh, me yeah um my last little car problem is not thank god i mean i've had my fair share of like little fender benders which Fender benders. Fender benders, which are also inconvenient, but not my biggest things. I had this thing the last semester of college, so just a few months ago, where... The vlog. The vlog. Mm -hmm. I started vlogging this whole experience on my Finsta stories, and people got really invested in it, and it became this whole thing. I got really invested in it, 100%. It was was shocking how many people were like, now what? Now what? I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) But, um... We love the content. (laughs) Our generation loves the content. It's just what it is. (laughs) One day I got in my car and it just wouldn't start. And this has always been my car. We bought it new. So it's not super old. There shouldn't be anything wrong with it. Um, 
and it just wouldn't turn on. And I had called AAA, they came out, jumped the battery, it would run for a little bit, and then it wouldn't. Jump the battery, would run for a little bit, then it wouldn't. And I kept doing this, which is super unreliable when I have an internship, classes to get to, mm-hmm. places to be, things to do. And um, Megan's got a schedule and she's got to keep it. I truly did. Um, and then, so I took it to, <laughs> I almost said the name, an auto body shop, a, a car <laughs> shop um, near my school that some people had recommended that I'd driven past before. thought, you know, yeah, they're going to, they'll replace the battery or whatever it is. That should be like an easy fix also. Should be an easy fix. Um, basically, they screwed up my car even more and then were <laughs> sassy with me when I, uh, tried to tell them that they had messed up my car kindly. If you know me, I didn't like walk in and yell at anyone. I was just like, hey, my car is still uh, fucked up. (laughs) Um, Finally, I took it to a Ford dealership. And this is like, mind you, like thousands of dollars later. Yeah. Um, I take it to the Ford dealership. And it's just like one thing after the other. Like they need to test the battery, but the battery has been drained. So they need AAA to come and replace the battery again. And then I need a rental car because the car's going to have to be in the shop for a few days and they need to test it and run it and replace this and that. And it was just one thing after the other. I kept, I feel like every time I sat down, I was getting a call from some car person being like, Hey, we need this thing. And it was like, Oh my God, I like do not have the money, the time, the knowledge for any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so stressful. But. <laughs> and I'm realizing this as I talk about it now. I don't necessarily. It was certainly stressful. But it didn't ruin my life. And I don't look back on it as a thing that I was like. Oh my god. Absolutely. Like I wanted to just like mm-hmm. throw the whole car away. I never. I don't know. I I think I turned it into a good memory specifically because I turned it into a good memory because I started making a joke out of it because it kind of was comedic at a certain point. Yeah. And so many people were into it that it was just kind of like, it was like, well, if something goes wrong, at least I can update the people. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I would get calls and be like, wait until Finsta hears this. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's the like lesson Megan's trying to convey here. Turn your problems into a box. (laughs) Not necessarily that, (laughs) of course. But but, like turn them into good things. Turn the bad into the good. Yes, absolutely. And because it did suck. And thank God I had my parents help. I got a lot of the money back, but like I couldn't have afforded that on my own. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, it sucked because I didn't know what was wrong. I couldn't help. I could only Google so many things. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be something stupid. Like some stupid electrical part was draining my battery and it had to be replaced and they had to order it from the manufacturer. It was insane. Like something freak. Yeah. Freaky. Um, but yeah, I think my lesson there was like, turn the bad into the good. Like, however you're going to do that. Obviously, not everyone is going to start a Finsta vlog. Hey, that's, like, an, that's a creative outlet. Look at things with a comedic eye. Because that truly was... a. It was so absurd. It was hilarious. And, like, yeah. just learn to laugh at things. That's the other thing, too. Like, with everything that we are talking about, like, there's such... For the most part, like, if you're... Hmm... Let me Mm. rewind that thought for three seconds. They're first world problems in the sense Mm. that like, (laughs) like, you know, we still have food on the table and a roof over our heads and a car to drive. Um, And I hate to call that a first world problem because there's plenty of people that live in this country that don't have those things. But it is like having the perspective to know like 
that's why it's a life's little inconveniences. Like, mm-hmm. it's annoying, but it's not life ruining. And it is really true that even I, like, talking about my own car stories, I was like, yeah, this was annoying, but, like, right. you kind of just get through it. And you learn things from it. Like, I had to stand up for myself. Like, I remember my yeah. dad. My dad was like, I'll call him. And, like, my boyfriend at the time was like, do you want me to go in? Like, all these people were like, <laughs> should I, like, do yeah. this for you? And I was like... I didn't have, I did it all on my own because it was like, you know what? Like, I'm 21 years old. This is my car. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with this. It was the first time I really had to, like, deal with people. Yeah. I didn't, not people I didn't want to, of course, but like these adults who knew more than me, who knew that they could talk down to me, and I had to figure out how to deal with that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I'm a lot more comfortable doing stuff like that now, standing up for myself and being like, no, I don't think this is going to work. Like, we're going to do this instead. Because I had to get my money back after that first place kind of screwed me over. And I had to figure out the problem still. And I had to deal with all these other people. Mm -hmm. So, like, find the good side of things. Realize that these are truly just little inconveniences that will be fixed. It Mm -hmm. isn't the end of the world. And figure out what you're learning from it. Yeah. That's really true. And Filing my mom, an insurance claim. <laughs> there you go, baby. I'm well-versed in what to do when you're in a car accident now. Um, but actually, yeah, my I'm having, like, I'm not going to go too deep into it because it's just not the time. But my roommate and I are having, like, pretty significant problem with our apartment. We might have to move. It's a whole deal. I don't want to get into it. But um, we, I will. Was, we will. We will. We <laughs> will. When a the problem episode. is resolved, we will have a full last episode dedicated <laughs> to what's happening with my motherfucking apartment. But um, for the moment, my mom, I was talking to her about it and I was just kind of like, I'm just so tired of dealing with this. Like I'm trying to adjust to a new job. I'm trying to like yeah. get enough sleep. I'm trying to settle my life and I can't and it's it's stressful and it's frustrating and I just like, I just feel like shit. And she was like... Think about a year ago when you were in my old house, um, in when I was in my old house, um, and the transition into living there was also kind of brutal, to be honest. But I kind of just like blocked it out. I, I don't want to say blocked out, but she was like, "Think about how bad that was. Like, do you even remember how bad that was? Like, does yeah. that? Do you ever think about that? Does that affect you? Like, does it feel like a big deal?" And I was like no not really like it's kind of just it's just a memory now it doesn't feel connected to me and she was like you're gonna feel the same way a year from now like just keep that in mind while you're going through this and just make the best of it and keep a positive attitude and know that it's gonna pass Mm -hmm. um and know that you're doing everything you can in your power to fix it but at the same time like don't beat yourself up about it like today we had this like phone conversation I was just like crying to her on the phone about how frustrated I am and she was like you can't even begin to like solve this problem when you're in this state. Like you need to go like go to work, focus on your work, mm-hmm. like focus on serving other people and how you can help them and like putting positive energy into the world and then come back to thinking about this problem and how to solve it later because when you you're staying in this like negative down like low mindset, you can't really look at your problems clearly and like actually evaluate a plan of action and how you want to react to it. So to add on to that, because I agree, I'm so grateful that my parents instilled in me like those values of like, okay, yes, this sucks. Like you just got to keep, you know, Mm -hmm. like these things happen and you just have to, you have to go to work. You have to go to class. You have to like get out of the house and go do whatever you have to do. Like the world cannot stop because of this thing, Mm -hmm. whether big or small, like small we're talking about right now, but yeah, 
I feel like the first reaction a lot of people have in these instances, and we've talked about cars a lot, but this also means, you know, like... Anything. Doctor's appointments and health issues and, like, house issues, like you just said. All these little Mm -hmm. inconveniences. I feel like a lot of people's first reaction, including mine, is like, ugh, like, this is just, this is not a good time for this. Mm Mm-hmm. When is a good time it, for a flat tire? It's never... There's never a good time. There's never a good time. Like, it yeah. is not when I'm driving back to camp. It is also not when I'm going to work. It is also not when I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like, I just need a... Like, why did I have to get the flat tire now? Yeah. There's never going to be you a just, good time for it. You just need to get where you need to go, no matter and what. Yeah, you just have to deal with it. It's not a matter of, like, oh, this isn't a good time. There's never a good time for the bad things in life. True. <laughs> that is true. Oh, quote. <laughs> A quote, there's never a good time for the bad things in life. There is Megan Donovan, 2019. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but you just have to deal with them, and and then they're done with, and they're in the past, and you can help someone out in the future, and you can help yourself out in the future. Yeah, honestly, that is really true as well, because I feel like once you go through stuff like this, if it happens to like your friend or some like something similar happens to someone you're close with, you can be like, oh... I went through that, and then your mm-hmm. lesson that you learned can help them. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. I don't know. It's nice to be able to, like, know that your struggle is helping other people, too, in the long run. I uh, remember one of the things that I was talking to my therapist about the last semester was the concept of adulting and how everyone's like, adulting is so hard, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like adulting is one of life's little inconveniences, like a series of them. <laughs> because the people things complain about... Is that a sentence? Nope. Uh, rewind. <laughs> the things people complain about it, when they complain about adulting yeah. are like paying bills and figuring out how to set up utilities and taxes mm-hmm. and like c- cooking dinner for yourself, right? Yeah. Things like that. My therapist was like, honestly, like adulting is not that hard. Like when you have to do taxes, you you just do it like mm-hmm. oh it's tax time time to get a tax man or go to TurboTax or yeah talk to your dad about how to do it mm-hmm. like you take things day by day as they come mm-hmm. even if they might take a few more days in terms of car troubles or health troubles yeah but you take things day by day um, even if adulting is a series of little inconveniences mm-hmm. yeah if you look at all of it adulting is oh my gosh a super scary thing but if you take all the little things in it. Just little tiny, little little, tiny annoying things. It's a whole compilation of little annoying things rather than one big scary thing. And then you know how to do it. You know how to do the taxes. You know how to... Also, like, I kind of think that's... Yeah, I think, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I think adulting is kind of... It's kind of empowering. Oh, totally. Like, I... it It sounds really minute, but, like, I you know, set up our whole Wi-Fi for our apartment and, like, I set up the router and the modem and all that stuff and, like, I, I didn't... <laughs> the r- router? Router? I, I, oh, I'm you don't know. I've never set it well, up. Well, bitch, I know. <laughs> so there you go. If you ever need your Wi-Fi set up. I might. If you have Spectrum, here I am. Um, but I, like, set all that stuff up and even though it comes with a literal instruction manual that like has photos and tells you exactly what to do, I was like, hell yeah, I set that Wi-Fi up. Every time I go on that Wi-Fi, I'm like, I did this shit. <laughs> that was me. It's, um, it's kind of cool. But, yeah. But it is empowering. I will say, you know, my ex-boyfriend was going to be an accountant and the one thing I was like, 
I shouldn't say the one thing that's so the most, but Ooh, one, of, one of the perks I was always thinking in the back of my mind was like, if I marry an accountant, I'll never have to do my own taxes. Yeah. But anyways, now I'm going to, now I'm going to have to learn how to do them, which is fine. It's empowering. It is. I'm setting up this apartment and generally moving over the past few years because my family's in Northern California. Mm -hmm. They help sometimes, but especially moving into this apartment, I really had to figure out how to do it on my own. Moving, that's an inconvenience, let me tell you. It's just an inconvenience <laughs> all the time, um, anytime I, you have to do it. I'm always stressed about moving because you have to pack up and you have to unpack and you also have to figure out everything else in between. And this time I was moving to like not a school apartment. It was my first like big girl apartment and I had to big buy girl. my own mattress and I had to rent a U-Haul and I had rented a storage unit and I had to do all these things on my own, which mm -hmm. maybe don't sound that complicated, but, and, and they aren't, but like all stacked up moving is daunting. But you just take it step by step. It's like, okay, I have to rent a U-Haul because I'm moving on a Saturday and they're going to be like taken because everyone moves on a Saturday. I'm going to do that a few days before. Figure out how much room I need. Mattress Ugh. store. Let's Google that. Like, let me text a friend. See if someone can help me test out mattresses. Like there's the important things. Oh, it is important. <laughs> I know. I went to Ikea with Shoshone. Kelsey and I both did when she was like picking out all her stuff for Seattle. And she, we tried so many mattresses. We laid on every oh, mattress yeah. in the store oh, yeah. for sure. You just take these things moving whatever the inconvenience is step by step and it's not as scary and not as frustrating as it could be <laughs> yeah and moving as you could make also it. like there's an exciting element to that like no megan's face is indicating no to me uh you don't think moving to new places is exciting it is i just think for me personally i i just detest moving it really stresses me out that's fair so i've moved so many times i think i'm desensitized to it mm, yes <laughs> i mean same but i just like and it it is exciting moving to new places but it's hard for me to think about it until i don't know i'm here and now i'm very excited and to your be room here. is so cute thank you it's so sad that they can't see it so do you want to do some final thoughts no all right, I'll just leave then. Um, yeah, final thoughts. Okay, you first. I went first last time. And I, I need two minutes to think of what I'm going to say. Okay, I'm going to read because I brought up the You Are a Badass book. I want to read a quote from it. What if we just did an entire podcast that just was just reading you the book. reading a book? I would love to. Aloud to our audience. That's just an audio book, I we guess. combine that with... <laughs> that we're plagiarizing. <laughs> so. Um, this is just... This isn't even from the book. It is... A quote that is in the book um, from Eckhart Tolle, the author. Oh, yes. I've heard of him. Um, the quote is, surrender to what is, say yes to life, and see how life suddenly starts working for you rather than against you. Which... <laughs> so related to what the conversation I had with my mom today. She said, like, such a similar thing to me. What'd Sorry, she say? I'm no, what'd she say? She was like, you should never feel like you're working like life is working against you if mm -hmm. it's working if you feel like you're pushing and pushing and you're working against something then you're working in the wrong direction yeah like it should be easy things should be working for you not against you yeah and i was like shit because i definitely was working against whatever forces that may be yeah. in trying to get into this apartment to begin with 
now we're having all these mm. problems. And she was like, it should never be difficult. Tea. Which I believe. Anyways, continue. Tea. Tea. To what your mother said. Tea, um, Diane. <laughs> I was like, no, that's my mom. <laughs> um, but I just, that obviously is a much more lofty quote than like car troubles. But mm-hmm. that and what your mom said, I think, plays into what I was trying to say before about if you put good things out and if you react to things in a I would say rational way versus like maybe flailing like you could flailing which we are all guilty of I think mm-hmm. um things are gonna turn out better first of all because you have a better mindset right and because you're approaching it in a more peaceful way um and also just because whatever energy you're putting out into the world which is the hippie part of me like you're gonna get <laughs> good karma coming back to you. Yeah. That's what I believe. I agree. I deeply believe in karma, so. Oh, yeah. So put good things out there and, like, little inconveniences you'll just coast over. hmm My second thing would be what I said before. Um, just take those things that are annoying and absurd and realize that these are things that probably everyone has to deal with since mm-hmm. they're little inconveniences. That there is... in. There's a solution out there. Thank God we have Google and also your friends and your parents that you can ask. Um, And turn those bad things into good. See what you're learning from them. Find the absurd comedy in them. Oh, yeah. And I would like to think I've ingrained these bad stories as, like, funny memories instead of bad memories. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a large part to living a, like, stress-free <laughs> life. Because there's a lot... You can look at things, a lot of things in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Those are my two big takeaways from all of this um, mm-hmm. and from what I've dealt with. Yeah. What I've dealt with. What like, I've, it's been what so I've difficult. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I'm just going to offer, like, one big takeaway, I guess, which is kind of what I started... What I mentioned earlier... Um, with life's little conveniences, I think it's all about perspective. Um, and this is a mindset and like an attitude I've been trying to take into a lot more, many more aspects of my life than I used to, um, of just being grateful for what I have and recognizing that even, you know, when I have these low points, I'm still more, you know, privileged and fortunate than a lot of people out there. I have like a roof over my head. I have a car to run into a wall with that's a story I didn't tell um but that's the story um, she ran her car into a wall I I ran my car into a wall it's pretty much it oh it was a bad day but uh I think just like there's this this is so weird of me to bring into this serious conversation but if anybody likes Chris he has one of his sketches or one of his uh specials on Netflix is called The Man on Fire and like one of the running gags throughout the um Oh my god, what's it called? This it's not a sketch show. I don't know. Comedy show? Yeah, it's Crystalia. He's a comedian. One of the stand running gags comedy. throughout his like stand up for the Man on Fire is "You are not the Man on Fire," meaning that we as people tend to like think of ourselves as the star of the movie when uh, most of the time we're just like we're all extras in someone else's movie, you know, and like Ooh. the star of our own. And I think that's a really interesting concept to put towards like life's little inconveniences and problems because you're like oh my god this car problem I'm having it's so annoying it's the end of the world it's such a big deal and it's just like you're not the man on fire like your problem's not that big of a deal perspective you have all these good things going for you everybody has problems you're just an Mm. extra with a car problem in somebody else's movie where they're having a moving problem or whatever it is 
Um, so I just think it's like perspective of it's not that big of a deal and you have so many other things to be appreciative of. The fact that you're living and breathing in this moment, yeah. first and foremost. Um, and that's sort of what's helping me get through a lot of my problems. Megan has her hand raised. I'm going to call on her. <laughs> I thought of something new. Um, also that people like to help, like reach out if you need the yeah. help. And this is something <laughs> that my therapist told me. Um, <laughs> Megan's therapist is like the uncredited third star of this <laughs> podcast. I hope she listens. <laughs> um, in relation to something bigger, which I do want to bring up in one of our like bigger themed episodes, but she yeah. said, you know, these things referencing something difficult in life are what make us more empathetic people. Yes. And it reminded me of when I was having my most recent car troubles and this girl, Anna from our sorority, Anna of Jerns, offered to drive me. She picked me up from work, drove me to the car place and was just like a a really great person that I could vent to about all of this. She's so sweet. And it turned out she has a bunch of her own car issues Mm -hmm. that she's been dealing with. And like she empathized with me so much specifically because she got it. And so yeah. for the most part with these inconveniences that you're going through, people get it. People want to help. Don't just like bottle this up like anything else in life. Talk to people about it. Yeah. Um, and I had this little freak out today. I was just checking my phone. I had a freak out at work because I was stressed out about how I was performing at work and I was stressed out that people were mad at me. Um, That's the worst feeling ever. And I totally made it up in my head and as one usually does. As one usually does. And one of my coworkers reached out to me because she noticed that I was upset and was like, no, you're doing amazing work. And I just checked my email. And from plenty of other coworkers, I have emails. Like, look at all these smiley emojis. Like, no one Aww. is mad at me. I made it up in my head. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just went off on that tangent, but I wanted to throw it in that, like, a lot of this stuff, like is just going on inside of your head. That's what the Burning Man thing reminds me of. Like, <laughs> burning Man. You have to... The man, man on fire. Oh, the burn, Burning Man. That's what I... Burning Man. That's a different thing. We could talk about <laughs> no, that if you'd like to. I don't know. Um, yeah, we don't know a lot about that. But that's kind um, of what it reminded me of. Like, a lot of these things are in your head and like... Well, you blow it up in your head because yeah, it's your yeah. life. So you think it's like so important and such a big deal. And in reality, like in the grand scheme of even your own life, it's not. Mm-mm. Like, once the problem's over, it's like your brain kind of just forgets it ever even happened. And then when the next problem comes, you're like, this is such a big deal. And the cycle starts <laughs> over again. But it's like, those things make us stronger. Like, great point by your therapist. They make us more empathetic. Like, mm-hmm. human connection, understanding. Oh, I'm all about that. I'm a empathy. slut for human connection and understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I No, seriously. I'm, like, empathetic with other people almost to a fault. Uh-huh. Sometimes, so I I love hearing your therapist say that because it's really true. Because the best way to, um, you know, connect with other people and their experiences is to try to learn about it and understand it. And the best way to learn about it is to go through it. So, and that's that on that. And that's that's here's the motherfucking tea. Anyways, (laughs) and that's that on that. And that's that's that on a life's that's life's little inconveniences. We need to go to sleep. We Um, do. Uh, we keep forgetting to do this every week, so I'm going to just go right ahead right now and do it. I'm going to take three seconds and plug our social media. We have an Instagram. It is what your 20s are for, spelled um, the way that those words are spelled. <laughs> I was like, what is she going <laughs> If into? you were wondering, there's it's not 20s, like 2-0-S. It's like T-W-E-N-T-I. 
E-S. Wow, I feel like I was in a spelling beat. I got really nervous. Yeah, that was right. Um, so what your 20s are for on Instagram, go give us a follow. Um, we're going to post a lot of stuff on there. And then the links to our individual accounts are also in the bio. Mine's Melanie D'Andrea, um, spelled exactly how it is on the little cover of our podcast, minus the apostrophe, if you know what an apostrophe is, because a lot of people know. What? People, yeah, they don't know what apostrophes are. I think they mix up, like, apostrophe and comma, or, like, an apostrophe and a colon. Okay, we'll have an episode on grammar, grammar and yeah. s- syntax. An apostrophe is a comma that's just high up. We're going to hit 50 minutes. <laughs> oh, good night. <laughs> that's enough for this grammar lesson. And my Instagram is at Miagin. You're never going to know how to spell it, so Miagin. good luck finding me. <laughs> Miagin. Oh, my lordy. All right. Well, thanks anyways, for thanks for tuning back in. Yeah, we're, we love you. We love you. So excited to chat next week. See you next week. Bye.